If you have to decide between overspending and oversleeping, choose the comfy option. Ultimate sleep comfort has never been more affordable than with Nectar's Labor Day weekend sale. $499 in accessories plus an additional $200 off. Every Nectar mattress comes with a 365-night home trial, forever warranty, and free shipping and returns when you shop from the convenience of your own home at Nectarsleep.com. Join over 2 million happy sleepers that dream on Nectar mattresses and save up to $699. Hurry, offer ends September 5th. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the Reimagine Success Podcast. We're a husband and wife team who want to make a difference and change the way we all view success. We've had the privilege of interviewing so many amazing, talented, and successful guests. Each one of them experienced success in their own way. We want to change how society views success by inspiring you to live your best life and celebrate your successes no matter what that looks like, big and small. Success looks so different for everyone, and we want you to reimagine your success. Welcome to Season 2 of Reimagine Success. Welcome back to Season 2 of Reimagine Success. We've had so many amazing speakers and guests already this season, and today is going to be just as great, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, season two has really kicked off with a bang. (laughs) Yeah, and we're just really excited about everything that's happening in life right now. We're just coming out of MomoCon, which was unbelievably awesome. Oh, yeah. Such a great weekend. Melissa just straight killed it as Deadly Crimson promoting the book and uh, just got to meet so many great people. (laughs) So today we are unbelievably excited to have our brand new member of the team, Lyric Childs. Lyric is a recent graduate of Valdosta State University where she earned her BFA in mass media studies. She has a passion for the production process and loves to show her creativity through videography and art. Her ride through college was not easy, but with self-dedication, manifestation, and love from her family, she not only graduated, but grew academically, mentally, and spiritually. She's now working as the executive assistant for Creative Global Entertainment and the Reimagine Success podcast. Woo, Lyric. <laughs> welcome, hey, guys. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. It's fun to finally, like, uh, you know be on the other side. Usually I'm uh, in the background somewhere quietly listening. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy as that sounds, but it's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's so cool. Uh, Yeah, Lyric's been sitting in on some of our interviews uh, since she started with us, and she's just been doing such a great job. But uh, Lyric, why don't you go and start by kind of telling everybody your story and, you know, a little bit about yourself and your life and what led you to this point? <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. I mean, um, like Jesse said, my name is Lyric Childs. Um, I'm 23, just graduated college with my BFA. Um, you know, I didn't ever think that I would be where I'm at right now. But then again, you know, like who really plans out their life like that? Um, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So mass media was never something I necessarily thought about when I was a kid. But, you know, I loved movies. Um, I grew up around music like chaotically, you know, um, my dad loves music. There's always something going on that included music. Like I was a child being dragged band practice, you know, like, um, that was my life and, um, it was a good life to live. You know, my childhood was great. Um, I was definitely a daddy's girl. Um, (laughs) my parents are divorced. So I come from a divorced family, which honestly I wouldn't change. Um, just because I kind of have like best of both worlds you know I have um, multiple parents um, you know like stepmom stepdad so it's like a great time Um, the family's bigger so like I'm just I'm a happy I was a happy child happy girl Um, you know high school kind of sucked no one really likes high school Um, (laughs) no one does (laughs) yeah really but college is where um, you know my life changed Like I definitely figured out who Lyric was, what she liked, what she didn't like, um, things that she was passionate for. So that's just kind of like where I'm at right now. I'm definitely still learning like things about myself. And I like just knowing who I am right now, I don't think like I'll ever stop learning things about myself just because like, like I want to continue to grow until the day I die, you know, like that's just how... I prefer to live, you know, like I never like to stay in one spot, 
you know, I just am on a on the go kind of person. So that's that's me. <laughs> and that's a great attitude to have because we all are on a journey through our entire life. So it's all about learning and growing basically every single day. Right. So that's why we love having you on our team because you have the same mindset as us. Mm -hmm. And we just love everything that you have done so far. Like Lyric is amazing. She has a go-to attitude and every single day she just impresses us with everything that she's learning and how fast she's learning and growing. She's already editing podcasts. I mean, she's just so talented. Yep. She was with us at MomoCon, just killing it, being personable with the, with the people that were coming up to the <laughs> booth. And it's, it's been really cool to watch you uh, kind of step into your role with us. It's been awesome. Yeah, literally. Thanks. I mean, like I have no complaints. It's literally the best internship uh, company. Like I could start with, you know, like um, it's, it's great vibes. You know, I have great teachers. My, my questions get answered quickly. I'm always learning something. Like you said, it's just, I honestly love it here. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We, we couldn't do it without you. You, you, uh, you train us every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so, you know, you study mass media in college. What has been your favorite category to work in so far? So yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's uh, this course I took um, my, my junior year, uh, it was called diversity and inclusion in media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out Dr. Cox. If, if you're listening, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great course. Um, you know, I learned about increasing diversity and equity and inclusion, um, like in media and the entertainment industry and um, like the right way to do it. And also like, you know, doing it the right way can also increase like um, profits, you know, mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we learned about, you know, like stereotypes in media. I feel like a lot of people um, watch media and kind of like things go over their head and they don't really pick up on the negative stereotypes that media can be like portraying, you know, and not only like TV and film, but like advertisements too, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we also learned about like gender, sexuality, and like how those also need to be properly like uh, shown, you know, on film and ads. And, you know, one of my like favorite things that we learned about that I had no idea like existed and like, I still apply these like to this day, you know, like if, like, if I'm watching something or something like that, you know, um, there's the, I think it's called the Villa Lopos test. Um, there's a lot of tests that you can apply to these kind of films, but this one specifically is like for uh, Latino women, you know, um, if you're watching something, you can apply this test and the test is basically looking for, there's Latina characters who speak unaccented English um, and are not sexualized. Mm -hmm. um, those are like stereotypes of Latina women so just like stuff like that, um, it applies to like the tests are, they have like all sorts of tests, you know, for African-American men, um, Caucasian women, you know, the list goes on. So it's just really cool to see um, stuff like that and learn about it, like the proper way to go about it, just because I think that's really important for me to learn just because, you know, if I'm going to be hopefully like a future face of media like I want to know how to properly represent everybody like the the proper way right you know? mm -hmm. right and that's so important yeah we're really passionate about mm -hmm. uh equality and diversity and just seeing people represented and being allies to people um one of the podcasts that we are actually producing that just came out is called authentic points of view and on that podcast our great friend Danielle uh, you know her from our uh, podcast as Danielle Stroman, but she's now going by Danielle Episode three Boer. in our first season. Yep. Uh, Danielle Boer, she's uh, bringing different people on from different walks of life, all different walks of life, and and really talking about their different points of view and, yeah. and getting an authentic look at that. And it's really important that people are represented because in, unfortunately, in media, it's very not that way. Right. Yeah. You know, because everybody has their own voice 
and their own stories. So, you know, the reason that we love her podcast so much is because she's going to have different points of view from this same exact thing. So, you know, someone that goes to college, gets a job, uh, might look completely different than someone else that goes to college and gets a job just because different races, different, different nationalities and different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And she is going to represent all everyone in different ways and give everyone's points of view. And it's going to be amazing podcast. I hope you guys check it out. June 1st is when it launches. Um, so we will have all the details for you guys. Yeah. Um, so now back to college lyric, mm -hmm. uh, was college hard? Was it a struggle for you? What did that look like? Tell us about your college experience. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I started college in 2017, you know, um, back when the pandemic was not a thing. Um, life was kind of like normal as we knew it. Mm -hmm. um, and I went in as a freshman, honestly, not thinking straight you know like I'm like excited to be there you know like I'm six hours away from home I'm like now it's my time to you know do whatever the heck I want to do and so like that's what I did and and you know like I I had a lot of good memories I made like lifelong friends I met two girls um Shannon and Riley they're like my two best friends um we're still very great friends I know they're gonna be with me till the end they're gonna be my bridesmaids it's gonna be awesome Aww. um so I'm happy that that they came out of this experience for me but you know freshman year was was all right but you know things really hit the ceiling for me you know when school ended that freshman year I realized you know like my grades weren't where they needed to be Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of had like a reality check and, you know, my, my parents were super upset, you know, my grades were honestly trash. Um, <laughs> cause I, I didn't do what I needed to do, you know, like instead mm -hmm. of going to class, I was like, let's go get smoothies, just stupid stuff, you know, like, like 18, 19 year old mentality of like, let's just do whatever, whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn much of anything that year. But eventually, you know, my grades were bad, like I said. So I did, you know, I failed out of school freshman year, had to go home, tell my dad about it. And it was it was bad. He, you know, he was upset initially, like initially. I mean, why wouldn't he be? But I had to learn a really, really important lesson of like, you can't you you have to be responsible and you know I don't think you really learn that lesson in high school mm -hmm. um I think you're kind of like drifted along in high school yeah and I just had that deep reality check my dad and me um my dad honestly he he's my rock through this whole thing he helped me get back in school he helped my GPA get to bat like back to where it was he like motivated me like crazy just because like you know when I failed out I mentally like was down bad you know like I was so depressed I didn't think like I was worth much of anything I didn't think I could do you know I didn't think I'd graduate I was like man like I'm already behind how am I gonna play catch up like all my friends are gonna graduate without me and it, I was like in a pretty bad place and I had to sit out for a semester um and watch everyone else live their life while I had to like you know sick like uh sit at home and catch up on like uh, my computer through like this community college. And um, I'm glad I did, you know, just because I don't think like I would have the mentality and worth eth like ethic that I have now without hitting rock bottom, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I finally came back into school and I had to work my GPA back up to get accepted again. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, that was pretty tough, but you know, I did it and it took me some time. I think it took me about two semesters to get back to where my GPA was, where it should be. And I, I was like allowed back into college. So I came back into college and man, like I hit the ground running, like my dad as well. Like there was, there would be nights um, where I would be like on FaceTime with him and we'd both be like studying like together. Like I would send him my biology test. <laughs> in my rubrics and all that stuff and I'd send it to him and he would go through my biology slides and study with me and it was he was honestly so awesome um wow. yeah and it was it was sweet um we'd cry together about biology and 
math and all that great <laughs> stuff. And eventually my grades got better. I turned from like a F student to like a D to a C. And um, then I became like an AB student in this last semester. I have all A's. Um, and I really Woo! made, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I really turned around and, and like, I can't even tell you, I think my GPA is at a 3.8 now. And mm-hmm. when I failed wow. out, it was a, it was a 1.4 when I failed out. Wow. So and that's I, hard to bring it up. Yeah. That much. It's, yeah. So great job. That just shows determination, girl, determination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a hard ride, you know, but, um, I often think about like, I honestly do not think I would change like a lick of it. Like I really don't like, cause I honestly don't think like I'd be as hard of a worker. Like I said, mm-hmm. if I didn't like hit the rock bottom, you know? So it was yeah. tough, but worth it for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when you do hit a rock bottom, it makes you like fight for it that much more and, mm-hmm. and realize that, Hey, whoa, you know, everything's not going to be given to me. I have to work really hard and, and be focused and determined to get where I want to be in life. And the fact that you were able to push through and mm-hmm. have the tenacity to actually bring it up as much as you did. Yeah. That's so huge because a lot of people would be like, well, I, I barely, you know, got back in, I'm just going to push, but I'm, I'm just going to stay in. Like, I'm just going to do what it takes to stay in. Like, I'm not, I clearly, I don't have what it takes to make it all the way. So I'm just going to do the bare minimum and stay in, you know, but you're like, no, forget that. I'm going to excel. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to get all A's. And now you've graduated and you're crushing it. So like, that's such a cool story of turning it around. Yeah, no, I, it's just honestly like I can't even like really explain the whole process it was just so crazy and you know like if my dad's listening love you dad like honestly couldn't do it without Shannon Childs Mr. Shannon Childs was the man you know like like yeah like I deserve those A's I did it but like there would be times like like I said like I would call him crying (laughs) crying and being like man this is so hard and he'd like lyric like you are you are lyric child like you have to do it (laughs) I'm like yeah so it's just yeah it's awesome yeah yeah. (laughs) I'll just throw in here that um I actually years and years and years ago when lyric was just a small child (laughs) I used to be very good friends with her father we were in a band together and that's actually how I was introduced to lyric and then you know decades went by well maybe not decades but (laughs) close to it uh close to two decades went by uh since I saw her last and then her dad reached out to me and that's how we were able to make this connection with her and it's it's been so cool kind of seeing like those relationships come full circle and I will just echo what lyric is saying shannon childs is the man he's just (laughs) such a great guy who will do anything for anybody and just has such a big heart and it's so cool to hear how you know like you you look back at that time and you're like my dad helped me and he was the rock for me and that's that's such a great testament to his character uh and how he raised you as well yeah no like like i said you know i come from uh divorced parents and you know, when my parents split, I was only one. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, sister went with mom, I went with dad. And man, you know, for a while there, um, it was just me and dad, you know, mm-hmm. and he often says like, um, that we both are like the only constant in each other's life. And I like that really goes far with me just because like, like, that's so true. Like, things come and go, but he's always there. I'm always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Yeah, I know. I know. He's, he's going to listen to this and be like, oh, man. <laughs> he's going to be crying, listening to the podcast, driving down the road. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a question and um, feel free to think about it for a second. But when you were in high school, was there anything that could have prepared you a little bit better for college? that would have given you that mindset to say, Hey, I'm going to go for it. You know, um, I'm not going to go out and party with my friends. Is there anything you think that anyone could have said or any, anything that you could have done or any classes you could have taken in order to kind of propel you into college? That's a great question. I feel like, 
yes. You know, my initial answer would be like, yes. But then again, I'm thinking just, just because of how hard headed I was, like, even if there was some kind of course or some kind of extra help, would I really apply it just right. because mm -hmm. like, I'm so young at that time. Um, and most kids honestly don't really care um, unless you're just, you know, uh, that special egg out of the group. But, you know, I think, I think they should have something for sure. Like maybe, yeah. maybe apply um, attendance a little harder just because I think that's what really did me in in college is I just didn't go because mm -hmm. I didn't have to. Um, you yeah, know, that's like the, that's the classes I did the worst in in college. There's the ones that I didn't have to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, I, I get it. They're like, you know, you're grown. You don't have to come if you don't want to. And I, I get it. You know, like you should, you should apply yourself. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a double edged sword for sure. So right. Think, yeah. And, and, you know, the reason I ask that is because I feel like that there should be some kind of transition, something for, you know, classes or courses or um, counseling. I don't know, something that can really transition students from high school to college, because that is a really tough transition because mm -hmm. not only are you going to college, but most of the time you're going out on, on your own for the first time ever. You're mm -hmm. leaving, you know, the parents' house, you have friends, you have a car, you know, it, it this is, it is actually fun. So, yeah. um, I know for our kids, we actually recommend a year just to go abroad, go, you know, travel, go do something for a year, kind of learn yourself, learn who you are, and then come back, go to college and then go to work. Like if mm -hmm. you felt like if you did something like that, do you feel like when you came back and you went into college, do you feel like you would have been like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, no, I definitely think that would have helped me for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great idea. You also mentioned counseling. I think that would probably also be a great idea. Yeah. Mm. Um, just because, you know, I went in and I kind of went buck wild and I honestly, there was times I was also scared. Like I didn't know what, you know, like what I'm supposed to be doing here. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, where am I? Where's my parents? Like how am I supposed <laughs> to eat? You know, <laughs> Yeah, so, pizza um, again for breakfast <laughs> yeah, literally or you know but um easy mac I, was my go-to i okay. had easy mac all the time oh mine was potatoes i had mashed potatoes all the time <laughs> instant anything instant yeah, anything. whatever you could put in the microwave that was where it was that easy mac cup of soup um because <laughs> you couldn't do ramen because you needed a stove to actually cook it so we would just get the cup of soup bowls <laughs> or cups, <laughs> cups. microwave those right it's it was great <laughs> Yeah, actually, funny story, my roommate, so we each, um, I like lived in a dorm, uh, it, was, it was an okay time, but I lived in a dorm with this other girl, a total stranger, I didn't even know her, um, but we each had microwaves, and her microwave actually exploded in oh. our, in our dorm, you know, like at like three in the morning, and like I hear like a, like a boom, it was like, it wasn't huge, but it was like, so I knew something just freaking exploded like what was that and mm -hmm. I wake up and I'm like her door is locked and I'm thinking she like died or something <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like hello hello like let me in like what was that I like smell the smoke and she like opens it and she's like sorry my microwave exploded I was just hungry I'm not sure why it exploded and I was oh like what gosh. is going on? I'm like like, she I probably had some tinfoil in there or something. Right, or a fork. <laughs> a fork. Yeah, I think she had put a fork in there or something. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. But well, yeah. Th well, that's the thing though. Like high school fails our youth. Mm -hmm. It honestly does. Like yeah. it doesn't even teach you enough life skills to not put a fork, a fork in, the in the microwave. microwave. Like, I didn't honestly. Okay. First off, I didn't know that either. Um, and I didn't even know that I was supposed to clean the hair out of my drain, you know, <laughs> and my, my first apartment ever, you know, got stopped up and I was like, Ooh, learn that trick very quickly to remove the hair out of the drain. <laughs> yeah. Like why is, why is high school not teaching people this kind of simple, basic adult stuff it, yet we're required to learn algebra and calculus and biology and chemistry like it's stuff that isn't gonna really help 
like, okay, maybe that stuff's important if you want to do something in yeah. that field. You want to be a doctor, That's you want to cool. be a scientist. You we wanna... should learn that, yes. but also add the stuff that matters. Right. Why right. is our education system so bad? Yeah. Yeah. I think like in high school, honestly, I wish I learned, I wish we had like some kind of like um, self improvement class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that would have gone a long way. Maybe something um, to do with taxes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Financing I'm, checkbooks. Yeah. Like I didn't understand, savings. Like, like, I'll be honest with you. I did not understand like taxes maybe until like two months ago. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, it was, it's weird. I wish I learned something, you know, like savings or, or things mm -hmm. like that. Sure. It'd be cool to do like a self-improvement class in school yeah. where like they teach you how to have high self-esteem yeah. or, you know, like how to be confident, mm -hmm. you know, like stuff, that, learn to breathe, learn to take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Meditate, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, like your thing is that you, uh, use to cope with life, which everybody needs something to cope with life. Mm -hmm. They should be teaching that in school. Oh, yeah. Like, why is it that all that stuff is just glossed over and they just throw kids out into the world, say, Hey, go to college and succeed. <laughs> Obviously you're yeah. going to go wild and, you know, party more than you go to class because you've been like cooped up and under all these rules and regulations. And now you get this taste of freedom. I think that's why years ago, they used to let people go. sow their wild oats as <laughs> they called it. Um, and, you know, take a couple of years, go out and live out in the world and then come back and then, like try to make a life for yourself. Right. So like, what was the hardest part in school during the pandemic? Because I know that you were in school in 2020 when everything was shut down and school was remote. So how challenging was that time? Especially as a media major. Goodness. Right. I literally, yeah. So I remember everything vividly, you know, like I remember before COVID hit, like when we would hear rumors and there was like memes circulating about he like COVID, who cares? Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I was in a, um, like an editing course and we were all like just hanging out. Like nobody was really working. We were just kind of talking amongst each other. And, you know, my teacher's like, Hey guys, like, I just want to let you know, like there's circulation that we might be going online. And everyone's like, Psh, like, whatever. And we're like, who cares? Like, that's not, that's not even possible. Like, how do you even comprehend that? And like, then I remember like, boom, we were online and it was, kind of, <laughs> it, it was kind of goofy at first, you know, like, um, nobody cared. It was, it's honestly a little sad. Um, mm -hmm. I did feel really bad for my professors, um, just because, you know, we, we get on zoom or Microsoft teams was mm -hmm. a big one. And um, they'd be like, all right, guys, you know, turn on your cameras, let's participate. And everyone would kind of be like, you know, forget that, you know, like, I'm not freaking doing that. And it's not like you can make someone turn on their camera. It was just, you know, the participation lacked like crazy. Like, I bet, you know, kids were just turning off their cameras, you know, maybe doing something else, cooking or watching TV, like who cares, you know, yeah. it was that kind of mentality. Um, it was really sad. And I remember I took a course, I think it was production two, which is kind of like a field course. Like you go out in the world and you, you make productions, you know, how do you um, do that during a pandemic? <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Honestly, I didn't production two over my head because yeah. it was, I honestly did not really pick up much from production two. Um, now we know what we need to train you on lyric. <laughs> so do you feel like you were robbed of that experience then? Because yeah. like, that's something that you need to know those things going into a production career. And now you didn't get that because you were forced to be online. Like, how's that feel for you? Um, honestly, so, you know, at Valdosta State, if you're a media major, you take three uh, big level or four big level production classes, production one, production two, production three, and then your media capstone. Mm -hmm. um, and the only one I had to take online was production two. Um, so, you know, when I jumped into production three last year, I, it was awful just because production three was in person and I totally missed everything. All the, uh, you know, requirements and obligations for production two. So when I got into production three, literally my teacher was like, Lyric, 
where have you been? And I was like, dude, I've been online. Like, yeah. what, do mean, what do you mean? Like, I've been trying. And it's just, it was really hard to pick up the materials online. Like, so hard, especially like, like you said, with media. Um, like, we were expected to go out and um, like one time I had to make a 9-11 documentary, um, like a short documentary for production too. And I was like, how am I supposed to, and they expected me to like go out into the world and like interview people. And I'm like, dude, no one wants to talk, you know, no mm -hmm. one wants to meet up. And it's just, I don't know. I think everyone was also like the professors in the school were also kind of overwhelmed. So I'm not, I'm not too upset just because I know no one really knew what to do. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, when the pandemic rush was over and we all kind of like went back into person, I did have to play catch up. Um, you know, I wasn't expected to play catch up. It was like catch up if you want to, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, by yourself if you want to. So I had to do that um, for myself. So that's what I had to do. I do definitely feel robbed. It was a wacky, wacky experience. Um <laughs> And I would not do it again. <laughs> I bet. I mean, just that entire experience alone, like, you know, Jesse said it, it honestly does rob you of that experience. And it, it robs you of everything that you need to know moving forward whenever you go out into the workplace. Yeah. So, I mean, being in a pandemic is challenging enough. Plus you've lost everything that you're supposed to learn during that time. So I know for sure that can be definitely a lot you know, a lot of challenge and moving forward now, you know, you have grown into such a, a wonderful, wonderful, you know, human and woman and made such a big, huge change in your life. And now, you know, you are working for creative global entertainment and you're working for reimagined success and you're mm -hmm. pretty much on your way to being a podcast producer. Um, so, how does that feel now that you have graduated and, you know, you, you are going toward all of your goals and dreams and what does your goals and dreams look like in about five years? Where do you see yourself going? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, my goals have like tremendously changed. Um, you know, like I feel like in college, my main goal was to like, you know, survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To strictly survive, um, you know, make A's, sleep good at night, just honestly try until like I made it. Um, so my, I feel like my goal now is like not only to survive, but like to survive with like a skill that's like so good. I can do it with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. You know, like I never want to stop learning. I, you know, I think the greatest thing about media is like, you know um, it's like kind of like never ending. Like Mm -hmm. you wake up, you create, you go to sleep if you can, like if you can turn your mind off and then you wake up, you create again, like, and mm -hmm. it's like always different. So I think that like is I love that. I think that's why I did media, you know, and I think like, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys feel the same way. But like, I just never stop thinking like I'll have random ideas at like the randomest times. And I'm like, man, like, how can I make that happen? And I'm like thinking, well, I could do this or I could do this. And it's just that's just how my mind works. Um, but and that's why you fit in great with yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all like that. Our creative minds are going nonstop all the time. And it, I know we, sometimes we text you kind of late at night at like 8 PM and we're like, Hey, just real quick. You can answer tomorrow. Just wanted to get this out there while we're thinking about it because, yep. <laughs> because that's how our minds work as well. So lyric works definitely right. Fits right into the team. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we constantly, our, our phones are just full of notes after notes after notes of uh, random ideas that we have. And some of them we'll pursue, some of them we won't, but we write down everything mm -hmm. and we talk about everything. And we just are always putting stuff out there because as creatives, that's how inspiration starts. It might start from some crazy random idea and you start talking about it and then it kind of, it, it, has a mind of its own yeah and, and it grows and it uh -huh. changes and it and it evolves into an actual idea that makes sense not just some cuckoo crazy thing that you thought of in the middle of the night well I mean we always say ask questions make comments make suggestions no comment question suggestion is stupid nothing like mm -hmm. we 
we always are, we're outside of the box thinkers anyway. So it's like, oh, you said an outside of the box idea. How let actually, maybe that could work if we do this instead and we all work together and we are, we make it streamlined and, and something that a lot of companies would be like, oh, that's stupid. Let's move on. We're like, Hey, wait, actually let's think about that a little bit and let's grow this and see where it can go. And if it doesn't go anywhere, that's fine. We, you know, wasted maybe 10, 15 minutes to think about an idea. And, you know, later on it might come back up and we're like, Oh, Hey, you know how you said that idea three months ago. Now we could actually do it this way. And that Mm -hmm. you always have something in your head and you always have something. So that's why we are so focused on nothing is stupid no comment, don't hold anything back. Just talk to us, communicate. Yeah. Even if 98% of the idea is trash, if 2% is something that can push the company forward Mm -hmm. or make a difference in somebody's life, then we're going to take that 2% and run with it and just adjust the other 98%. Right. Yeah. And so where would you say that, uh, what's your most valuable lessons that you've learned, um, since you've entered into the workforce? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I definitely learned this in college, kind of, but I definitely am learning um, just how important it is in the workforce to like pre-plan. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's so valuable. But I feel like with media, man, it's it's valuable because we have so much going on. It's like, oh, like I'm working on this um, this podcast, but I'm also working on A, B, C, and D. And I got to make it all happen like in this one time. So like pre-planning is like my best friend, you know, like color coding, got to, got to have it calendar, got to have it, (laughs) you know? Um, So (laughs) pre-planning, very valuable lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think like another lesson I learned, um, (laughs) I think like coming out of college, most students feel like a sense of um, intimidation, Mm. like, like we're not equal to our employers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously that's invalid. I've I've come to learn that like, you know, especially with you guys, like we have the same interests. We're both like, we're all three regular people. You guys enjoy like the same things I enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> there's nothing spooky or scary. And, you know, we're all equals, you know, we all have great skills. We all bring to the table. So I think like, a valuable lesson I've learned is to, you know, like speak up if you, if you need to speak up, you know, like if I need a help, like if I need help with a task or, or I have too much on my plate, you guys often tell me, you know, like lyrics speak up and, mm-hmm. and um, like, if you, if you need help or if you have too much going on, like, please let us know. And, you know, like I do. And um, I think that's, that's really valuable. Like not to be spooked, you know, we're, we're all, equals. So I think that uh, that's definitely a lesson I've learned like in the workforce. Yeah, definitely. When I was your age, I was run over a lot because I didn't speak up. I just, my boss would tell me something and I'd, yes, sir. You know, it's job security. You either say yes, sir, or I quit. That was what I was told so many times. And like so many people enter into the workforce feeling this pressure of they have to just kill themselves for the job instead of like enjoying their life and actually taking time for themselves and doing things that matter in this world. And so it's really cool that you're getting to learn that at such a young age and getting into the workforce. So early on and realizing that it's okay for me to use my voice. It's okay Mm -hmm. to speak up and, and say when I'm overloaded and taking care of your own mental health and stuff like that. I was just gonna say media is all over the place anyway. You know, there's a lot of times where you may be working at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night doing a podcast, but you know, in a, in a job that appreciates and respects and respects your time, like we are not expecting you to work nine to five and then turn around and record a podcast at 8 PM and edit it and everything else. Like we want work-life balance. And, you know, that's why it's so important. we talk about that all the time, because we want you to know that moving forward, whether you stay with us and you grow, which I believe that that's going to happen, but, um, (laughs) you know, or you go to anywhere else in your career and you grow and, and, and move on. Like that is one thing that we always want you to know that you are valuable and your, your time is needs to be respected. And, you know, nine to five doesn't always apply to every single job, but a work work-life balance does always apply. Exactly. 
And for the, our listeners, like this doesn't just apply to Lyric. If yes. you're in a job where they don't respect you and they don't take care of your work-life balance and they expect you to work nonstop all day, every day, might be time to start putting some feelers out there for something else because you can't sustain that kind of lifestyle. You shouldn't sustain that kind of lifestyle. Life is too precious. Your time is too valuable. You are too valuable mm -hmm. to be treated like that by somebody else that you're, it's not even for you. Now, if you're building your own business and you're working around the clock, making sacrifices to make something happen for yourself. Okay. Do what it takes, you know, still have a work-life balance. Don't, don't get too crazy. And don't but, forget about your, your health, but like to do that for somebody else where you're, where they're making a million dollars and you're making like 20, $30,000 a year. Like that's ridiculous. Like just don't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Like I hate the mentality, um, of like, you know, we pay to go to school, we get out mm -hmm. of school and then we pay all our debts off work and then we die. Like that's right. a awful mentality. Like, no, like I want, I want to travel. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to do whatever I want in that moment. You know, you should. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's our mindset. And that's what we're building. That's exactly what we're building. Yeah. Um, so you are a very artistic and creative person. Um, you, you, you know, do music media. Well, you, you, in college, you did music media, podcasting, you do art, you do all this really cool stuff. What, what do you find to be your, um, most passionate area of working on stuff and what, what kind of passion projects are you working on currently, if any? <clears throat> so, this is such a loaded question because I feel like I have so many like things I love to do, which is a great problem to have. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I really love the pre-production phases and the production phases. Um, so I, I think that's where my passions lay. And honestly, Melissa, I didn't even answer your question about where I see myself in five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so let me just say that real quick. I think it's, um, you know, like I said, some kind of field of production, rather that's like with podcasting or film, or music, I like, I dabble in all of it, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, um, in college, and at Creative Global, I dabble, um, so I think, honestly, um, and like we said, like, I would love to end up, you know, wherever I do end up, uh, forever, where, whatever might happen to me, I just hope it's, like, with people who, like you said, who respect me, um, but things I like to work on in my free time, I, you know, I, I've written a few scripts. I am working on a script right now, um, just kind of like in my free time. I've been working on it for like a long time. I started it um, sometime in 21, and then I totally just left it alone because school got in the way. And so now I'm just kind of like picking it back up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about it. It's not anyway, like anywhere near done. I'm kind of like drawing it out, but uh, psychological thriller. It's about a man um, who struggles with schizophrenia. Um, and it's kind of loosely based on a friend of mine who has schizophrenia. So me and him kind of uh, collaborated together on like his experiences. Um, so I could like uh, give a good representation of his experience, you know, because I don't, I have no experience with uh, that kind of mental illness. So yeah. Um, it's, it was really great to have him on board as well, like leading me in the right directions. Um, so I could like represent that, how he thought I should represent it, but it's about a man with schizophrenia and he hears like a female voice in his head, um, of like her own inner thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. but like, uh, things hit the fan, like in the script when he thinks he meets the woman in real life. Um, and then him and this woman have to like figure out what is going on. So that's kind of like the script without giving it away too much, but I'm really <laughs> excited. It's, it's been really fun to work on. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. That's awesome. And, you know, um, speaking of schizophrenia, I know I haven't really talked about this, um, at all actually on the podcast, yeah, no. um, but my birth mother, um, uh, had schizophrenia and she ran away with me when I was born. Um, up until I was about three years old, almost four. And I lived this crazy life where I was going from homeless shelter to homeless shelter as a newborn. 
Um, I was in, you know, really terrible situations and housing situations until finally social services came in and, you know, was able to remove me from the house. Um, but up until then, and my entire life, I've had a semi relationship with her. So if you have any questions from a person who has dealt with a schizophrenic, uh, you know, most of my life, I can definitely help you out with that as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. I, if I have any questions and I definitely will, but obviously I can't, I can't even think about them right now, but yeah, I'll, I definitely will have some questions for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably don't want to do a Q and a on the podcast about <laughs> schizophrenia. Yeah, no, just, and, and also putting that out there for, for our listeners that, you know, we all have challenges in our life from, you know, childhood and all of those stories and situations that you go through, you need to talk about and communicate mm -hmm. and let everyone know because they may need to know something just like Lyric where, you know, she's writing this story and, you know, I have that situation and I can help her. Um, so, you know, share your stories, share your experiences and share your past experiences. Yes. Creativity often draws best from personal experience. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, utilize that to your advantage and utilize other people's personal experience. I do that a lot with songwriting. Um, one of the songs off my last record is called Gravity. And it's about um, someone who's in love with somebody that has dementia and is losing their mind. And the struggle of that and watching somebody go through that and how you just want to like bring them back to earth. Um, and so for me, like, though I've never dealt with having, you know, a, a spouse or a loved one with dementia. Like I, I put myself in those situations and imagine what that could be like and see other people that have gone through that. And then I write from that perspective because it just opens up a world of creativity when you take that personal experience. So like mm -hmm. you were saying with your friend, that's so cool that you're, you're, you're sharing his story and putting it to light and, and giving a voice to something that doesn't have a very strong voice. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been like a really fun experience, you know, like not only like am I writing like an awesome story, but like I'm learning, like you said, like about like things I had no idea people struggle with, you know, like, mm -hmm. like you know, when people think of like schizophrenia, they they know like the basics, you know, um, but man, like he he goes into it and I'm like, wow, like, you know, like, like you're really strong for that, you know, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's been great. Well, it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> it's time to celebrate your successes. So, Lyric Childs, what has been one of your most recent successes, big or small, that you want to celebrate on the podcast today? Okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have, I have a few, which is, like I said, great problem to have. <laughs> um, yeah, graduating, obviously, humongous for me, humongous um landing and at your gpa don't forget to celebrate your gpa right right hey <laughs> yeah, my dad does not let me forget um the, <laughs> the gpa growth um yeah the gpa growth um graduating um landing this position at creative global entertainment has been awesome for me a blessing um so those are some big successes that has happened for me lately some small things I learned how to change a tire <laughs> the other that's, day that's, that's good that's, that's good kind of big. that's kind yeah. of big. <laughs> did you so, have a flat and you needed to change it or was it just something you learned no it, it happened because I had a flat <laughs> it's always necessity when yeah. you learn when you learn something like that it's always necessity <laughs> yeah so I think I think those are the main ones that that are going for me right now <laughs> All right. So we got to dive into this a little bit deeper because I'm just, I'm trying to get the mental picture Were you by yourself and got a flat tire and had to change it on your own. Or did you have somebody with there with you there walking you through it? How did you learn how to change a tire? Let's, let's get the juicy details on this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it happened maybe a month ago. Um, and I was by myself. I had to FaceTime one of my guy friends and be like, dude, help me. Because honestly, I tried to call my dad, but my dad travels a lot for work, so he didn't answer. And I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> I was like, this, he like, you know, helps me with everything. So I'm like, you know what, this is my time to shine. Let me figure this out by myself. Try to figure it out by myself. And I was like, absolutely can't. So I'm like, I'm going to call one of my friends. He answers and he's like, okay, um, he has that. So I have a Jeep Wrangler. Um, so it has like the tire on the back. Mm -hmm. um, so I call my friend who also has one. 
and he kind of like helps me through it. He's sending me a lot of YouTube videos. I'm like, oh my God. But finally it took me, I think like three hours. So like the Jeep kind of like comes with um, like all, like all the things that you need, like in a secret compartment, mm -hmm. um, which I didn't know about until that day. <laughs> so yeah, so I open it and it has like um, the crank in there. And so I'm like trying to crank it up. And that part was the easiest part, which honestly surprised me. Um, You're lucky it has a crank. I mean, a lot of them you have to like twist and it's a real pain in the butt. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was kind of easy. Um, that part at least, but I did like the hard part of it all was, I did not know that like for the Jeeps, you have to have like a special key to like get the lug um, nuts. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that what, like what even is a lug nut, you know, like, <laughs> Like, so, but eventually it got figured out. Would I do it again? No, but, <laughs> but it was at least you know how to do it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I was like deserted or something, but. Okay. So I have, I have one more question. Were you on the side of the road when all of this happened? Yeah. I was like, kind of right off like the exit, um, like near like the town I live. Mm -hmm. So I was right off the exit. Cause I was going to like the town over um to like do something or another and I just was right there and my tire was like bumbling bumbling I'm like what the heck's going on so I pull over like right in front of the exit-esque and mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was flat as heck and I was like okay <laughs> you that's know? crazy because you were on the side of the road for three hours three that's hours insane. and no one stopped and helped you like you were literally on the side of the road near the exit the chivalry just dead now? yeah three hours and no one stops and helps someone change a tire what is wrong with yeah. this world? Yeah, uh, no one stopped. Um, I was, you know, like I said, like I tried to call my dad first. Um, mm -hmm. Usually, like if this were to happen to me, we have like some kind of like insurance, like guy will come yeah, out. Yeah, like AAA, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I couldn't figure out the information for that. Um, so I was just like, now it's my time to shine. And no one stopped and helped, you know. But, oh. you know, I think, you know, everything does happen for a reason. And honestly, I'm not the greatest with like random strangers. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I would have liked someone to help me for sure, maybe. But then again, like, I don't know. It was kind of nice. It, well, you know what? I'm, it wasn't nice, but it was nice now. It's nice now that I know how to do it. Well, you but, learned it. You learned it. Yep. Yes. I'll never forget when I was a kid. One time my mom got a flat tire and my brother and I were in the car and we were really young and and she was like kind of stressed out. And these two gentlemen just pulled over on the side of the road, jumped out of the car, said, hey, we're, we're going to help you out. And they just took over and changed it in like two minutes, got us back on the road. And like, I'll just never forget those guys doing that. It was such a like cool moment and taught me this is how humans should mm -hmm. be. Yeah, actually, I had a very similar experience to that. Um, I had a little my very first car was a Beretta very, very old. And I, I had a tire and I was on the side of the road and I was trying to get the tire out of the back of the trunk. And then someone stopped and helped and did it for me in like two seconds. And I mean, I was 16 years old. I was just a little mm -hmm. youngin, you know, and mm -hmm. it, 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 I said the same thing. This is how the world is supposed to work. So moral of this story, if you see a, a young lady on the side of the road and you're a man who's capable of changing a tire, just, just Stop. help them out. Come <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. The universe was really like, screw you, Lyric. Today's your day to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great story. And I'm glad that you've learned how to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So now uh, share with our listeners where they can find you. If they have questions about school or if they have questions about internship programs or finding a job um, where can they reach out to you yeah for sure um so I have a LinkedIn just Lyric Childs Childs is C-H-I-L-E-S like Chili's <laughs> um and then I have an Instagram it is H-T-T-P dot Lyric with four C's okay <laughs> Um, and then you can find some of my personal works on my YouTube channel. My YouTube is just lyric underscore childs. Um, a lot of those works I did in college. Um, so that's where they live on my YouTube. So yeah, you can follow me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, whatever. For sure. And, let's talk. And if you can't remember any of that, Lyric also gets mail at info at creativeglobalentertainment.com. That's right. She, she's, Just put attention Lyric and she will get it. Yep. That's because she's diligently working with us uh, and checking that email, 
on occasion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Lyric, what piece of advice would you give to a senior in college that is going to be graduating soon? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think like, I would say slow down, you know, like you're a senior, you obviously have the skills and the mind to be where we are now. So there's no, no need to stress out, you know, like you've made it this far, like you don't have to beat yourself up or worry about this and that, you know, you obviously have the smarts and the effort to do this thing. There's no reason to stress. Um, Also, you know, give yourself credit where it's due. Um, you know, practice self-love, make time for yourself. That does not include school. Um, make sure you're eating. You know, I feel like in college, sometimes you forget to like feed yourself. <laughs> um, so please eat, you know, exercise. Like I said, take care of yourself, give yourself credit and don't stress about not graduating. You know, like you made it, you're, you're smart enough to graduate. So <laughs> That's awesome. Such good advice. Yes, we love it. And we love you. You have been amazing with us. And Mm -hmm. we are just so excited where you are going to go and where your future is going to be. And we are going to be lifelong friends and have this working relationship forever. Yeah, Yeah, I'm never, you know, I was thinking the other day, I think it was like, I don't even know what day, but I was like, you know, I'll never forget this experience like ever. Like this Mm -hmm. was my first job ever, you know, like it's really special. I'll never forget this. (laughs) It's really special for us too, because with creative global entertainment and podcasting, you are our first podcasting employee. Yeah. And, and, and we're building up to be a producer. So for us, it's really special as well. That's why we will have this long lasting friendship and we will always guide you. If you ever have any questions, we will always be there for you. Yeah. And it's really cool because like I was about your age when uh, I was doing stuff with your dad and now I'm about the age your dad was <laughs> uh, when he was doing stuff with me, but I, now I'm doing stuff with you. And so like, you know, he poured into me as a young adult and, you know, taught me things and helped me grow. And now I get to pass that on to his child, which is so freaking cool that that, like I said earlier, it just comes full circle. And the way the world works sometimes is really awesome because, you know, you just get what you need uh, from the relationships that you've cultivated over the years. And it's so, so great that we get to have you on our team and that our listeners get to meet you and to hear your heart and to, you know, hear you speak. And so we're just so glad that you were able to come on the podcast today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it definitely, you know, it's really cool that, um, you know, like the whole, how you broke it down, you know, with my dad and mm-hmm. now you're teaching me, you know, um, everyone's who like everyone who's listening, you know, how I said, you know, I was a child at brand practice, you know, Jesse was there too. Yep. It was- with a lot longer hair. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Oh my goodness. Also, um, when I was getting interviewed by Melissa and Jesse and Jesse was like, do you remember me? And I'm like, so nervous you guys. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, you don't. he's like, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I was like, okay. Anyways, it was just really funny. Like, I know of you. I know your name. She she was a little kid, and and when I mean little, I mean like three or four, maybe. And frankly, no offense now, but you were pretty annoying back then. (laughs) (laughs) Always interrupting practice for one thing or another. Okay. Well, I have one more question. I know we are, we're almost wrapping up. I have one more question though. What advice would you give to those who have never interviewed before and that are about to interview with a company? Um, honestly, I would practice with yourself, which I know sounds silly. Cause you're like, well, what, what am I really practicing for? But I think you really should practice like just keeping your cool mm-hmm. and kind of think about like who you are, what represents you, your values, Mm. things that you like, where you want to be in five years. You should really, really think about those kind of things because more than likely, like they're going to be brought up. Mm -hmm. Um, Really just kind of focus on those um, things that reside within you for sure. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Lyric. We love you. We will see you around the office. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Thanks for having me.
Yeah, it was great. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. It's so cool getting to talk to her and like interview her when we're working with her every day. It's just really neat. I know. I mean, we, we do talk to her, but most of the time it's about work. It's about getting things done. It's about training. It's about learning and growing. So it's really cool to hear the other side of lyric and her challenges and struggles, you know, before creative global entertainment. Yeah. And, and it's nice for us because we get to have the joy of watching somebody grow mm -hmm. and, and be molded and, and we get to watch her succeed in life. And that's just the coolest thing for me. Oh yeah. Me too. Definitely. Well, if you liked what you heard here today, do tell a friend about reimagined success. We, we find that word of mouth is the best way to get the word out about something. All of the podcasts I listen to, I listen to because somebody told me about it first. Mm -hmm. And also if you like extra bonus content, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash creative global sign up to be one of our patrons. It's just a couple dollars a month. Like a cup of coffee you could help support us and get extra bonus content that you will enjoy so make sure you head over there patreon.com slash creative global and with that this has been a creative global podcasting production did you get motivated do you feel inspired don't worry about keeping up with the joneses anymore and don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day thank you for taking this journey with us Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Reimagine Success Pod. Email us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. Head over to patreon.com slash creative global for bonus and behind the scenes content. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com or your favorite podcast streaming platform. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.